your father calling you across the field and through the gloom it's getting cold tonight and soon the wind will blow your dinner waits for you and it's time to come back home oh billy i hear your mother calling you your fields are plowed your seeds are sown your labor's fruits um number one it's for my dad h william sellers and so he uh was a conservationist he uh conserved some 20-ish uh, thousand acres of, of land, and he ran the, uh, the Brandywine Conservancy in, in uh, Chatsford, Pennsylvania for about a quarter century, also has helped to establish dozens of, of conservation organizations throughout the United States, and influenced, uh, I mean, really helped to shape the, the conservation uh, movement. On this episode of Playtime, States. Ethan Taylor Sellers from Logical Flaw talks about their new outstanding album of Irish and folk songs, including the powerful single, The Pile. I'm your host, W.C. Turk. calling you and it's time you should be going it would be easy to think of this music as irish or celtic that would be only part of the story it truly is a world music evolving from our earliest ancestors brought to europe by germanic and celtic tribes in prehistory deepened and enlivened by Muslim troubadours from Spain and by Romani musicians, re-envisioned in Ireland and Scotland, hardened in the Appalachians and forged with African-American blues and French Cajun influences. Not to mention a little bit of rock there, buddy. Collins Dictionary of English defines flea, D-H, pronounced fla, as a festival of Irish music, dancing, and culture. Though there isn't currently a definition or logical flaw in the dictionary, I think it would go a little something like this. Noun. One, Chicago band with Celtic and Gaelic influences. Two, outstanding and richly textured first album by band of same name, more than a quarter century in the making. Ethan Taylor Sellers is Logical Flaw's founding leader. Get over to LogicalFlawBandCamp.com and support this band. You won't be disappointed. The website is Logical Flaw. Dot com. Mr. Sellers, what an honor, brother. I have fallen in love with this album. Oh, thank you. And thank you for all the kind words. And uh, and by, by the way, I, I'm really I'm really hit and miss. I, I, I come from from an Irish heritage and, and a deeply nationalist Irish background, family background. But I've always been kind of hit or miss on on Irish music and and the jig in in particular, this takes it to a whole new level. Uh, you, you did an outstanding job, man. Thank you. I think from from one of your earlier projects, called Logic, we had uh, we had Sax Great Chris Green on 
uh mm-hmm. previously yeah uh, for that for the album that came the the second album by you guys that came out in 2018 which which by the way is is worth worth every penny uh over at Bandcamp as well oh thank uh, you yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll post links to that uh also but this really is is an american album wouldn't you agree yeah i mean you know it's uh um Yes, I consider myself to be an American musician fundamentally mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. that with all that entails, you know. I mean it if you go far enough back on any time scale on on the farthest time scale, we're yeah. all immigrants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh if you if you constrain it a little bit, then anybody who is not a native American is is, you know, descended from immigrants. All right. Uh, so, that being the case, you know, uh the we're we're all immigrants, and I and so you know my music with 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 logical flaw and with uh, with tautologic is um, really reflective of my my view of the you know American experience you know which yeah, is yeah. Uh, we are we are a, a beautiful and sometimes ugly mongrel uh, <laughs> you know uh, and uh, I like it that way uh, I, so- I think that comes out fully in this album so I, I guess I'll I'll tailor my my American music and and maybe call it roots music so you can hear the the influences of of celtic and gaelic music in well you know L- lorena mckennett and 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 enya and uh mean mary uh has 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 taken that uh, a bit of that on in in her music john denver you you can hear a little bit of his irish heritage in 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 his musical stylings. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can hack. It's early to rise, early in the sack. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm. Raising me a family and working on the farm. My days are all filled with an easy country charm. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife. I got me old fiddle. When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the griddle. And life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Thank God I'm a country boy. When the work's all done and the sun's set low, I pull out my fiddle and I rosin up the bow. The kids are sweet, so I keep it kind of low. Thank God I'm a country boy. I'd play Sally Gooden all day if I could, but the Lord and my wife wouldn't think it very good. So I fiddle when I can and I work when I should. And thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine life. I got me old fiddle when the sun's coming up. I got cakes on the griddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. I'm gonna amend what I said earlier and call this a, an Americana roots album. It's roots to branches, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, I think that uh, you know there are, you know, our experience, you know, as I mean, in, in is that we're as Americans is that we're in dialogue with with so many different things, especially, especially at this particular postmodern twenty shoot. Is it twenty first century? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's like I had to check too. Yeah, twenty first century moment. You know that you know with with the internet. You know, I mean, not everything is available on the internet, but there's a lot, and so uh, and from all kinds of different time periods, and you know, it's 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 interesting because I think um, we're we're kind of making uh, uh, to we have identities that come from that are sort of um, we're born into, but we also we also create our own identities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know those those kinds of things. Um, 
those those are those are interesting sorts of uh, things for me. You know, the the dialogue between past and present, how the past has influenced the present. You know, the how we got here. Because I think that, you know, if we look into our electoral politics and how people vote and sometimes we you know sometimes uh-huh. hand ringers in the in the commentary i'd say you know why do they vote against their interests you know that that's the you know i think was that the tom frank uh, um you know and it's like well because they don't see it that way and because they have values and some of these values go so far back they don't even understand the people who hold them yeah. don't even understand where they come from yeah you know so i spend a lot of you know, uh, uh, you know, when I'm just kind of when my mind is wandering, or mm-hmm. I'm in conversation, or just kind of reading up on stuff, trying to untangle this for you know for myself, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And to yeah. to your point, we're we're all mutts in this country, which is I, just I, as well because purebreds have a habit of being kind of dumb as dogs, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. That's right. We we uh, we we had a mutt until recently, but. Yeah, they, they, they make the best dogs. I think Bill Murray said it best. We're all very different people. We're not Watusi. We're not Spartans. We're Americans with a capital A, huh? You know what that means, do you? That means that our forefathers were kicked out of every decent country in the world. We are the wretched refuse. We're the underdog. We're mutts. Here's proof. His nose is cold. But there's no and animal. Maybe, maybe that's especially more faithful, as that's as more artists loyal, or musicians, there's there's a the greater mutt. honesty in in embracing that muttness <laughs> to mm-hmm. invent the word. Yeah. Um, but the other, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Muttitude is, is even better. Is yeah. there a certain pleasure? by the way, in naming a band something that nearly everyone will mispronounce. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so it's kind of funny because I've even, I've, even uh, some Irish immigrants, because, you know, the Gaelic language was, you know, heading towards extinction until, you know, until fairly recently, you know, and so there's been an effort to make, to prevent that. But Mm -hmm. so, so some, so some, you know, folks that, you know, emigrated to the United States from Ireland that I remember a pub owner in Lincoln Park asking me, wait, how do you pronounce that? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's all for me. It's all, it's, it, yeah, it's, it was kind of a, a how do I, uh, multilingual dad joke, right. so and and actually multi layered because um, you know as you noted I had the rock band Tautologic, yeah, and then so the 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 band that I have that acoustically plays traditional Irish and Scottish music mm-hmm. is Character Flaw, mm-hmm. and so you know I'm working that pun right, uh-huh. and so then when it came time to do a rocked out uh, Celtic album using members of Tautologic as the rhythm section. Well, you know, I took the logic uh, from Tautologic and mashed it up with character, uh, with the flaw from character flaw, perhaps too clever by half. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it requires entirely too much explaining. Uh, once, once you know it, though, you can't unknow it. Yeah, right. You know, so at least it's something to talk about in interviews, right? (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, you know, it's it's, um, the way that I look at uh, making, making art 
And I, I think it was Ian Anderson that said this from Jethro Tull, you know, that uh, a big part of uh, our role as uh, as artists, you know, is to uh, or at least his and his ambitions. I can't remember if he was speaking for himself or broadly was to give the audience half what it knows it wants and half what it doesn't uh, doesn't yet know that it wants, but will once it's heard it and had a chance to absorb it. Right. I'm always trying to drag the audience along hopefully willingly, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to, to somewhere new, you know, um, you know, it's, and I think that the artists, you know, the artist's role, uh, is, uh, at least in part to bring something new into the world or yeah. at least to kind of tilt the frame or, or make the, make the audience stand like, th- you know, three feet to the right and, uh, so that they, they're looking at it a little differently, uh, something, whatever that it is. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you, you do that with this album. Um, 25 years, huh? Yeah. So the first, uh, um, so I would say that the, the first time that I, you know, meaningfully encountered Irish music, you know, sort of in, in a way where it was like, oh, okay, was, I believe it was night, uh, St. Patrick's Day, 1996. Um, so, so this would have been my senior year of college. Uh, and I was back home from, from University of Chicago. And uh, in in in, uh, in the Philadelphia area where I grew uh-huh. up, and so my dad had been telling me about this guy Seamus Aiden. Seamus Egan grew up somewhere else in, uh, well, part, uh, part of his life in, in, in Ireland, but also um, part of his growing up was in Pennsylvania. Okay. So, so in my dad's head, he was kind of a, a, a bit of a local boy. Uh, uh-huh. you know, the, the buzz was that like um, the, this guy was setting the Irish traditional music world on fire, but also taking it to interesting places. And so, you know, he got tickets for us to go to uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Their international house had a, had a concert which uh, uh, which featured Solas, uh, which was uh, Seamus Egan's uh, then new band and featuring. Oh, great, by the by the way, for people who don't know Solas, uh, a great working class Irish immigrant uh, band. Darkness, darkness, be my pillow, take my hand, and let me sleep in the coolness of your shadow, in the silence of your deep darkness,
one of a handful of groups that really um, flipped the table is over or whatever they did. You know, <laughs> so yeah. they, a lot of people kind of you know they get hung up on the diddly and the, and the and you know especially in in, in Chicago around St. Patrick's Day with the with the. Uh, uh, highly inebriated uh, events going on, you know, people tend to think uh, in, in a lot of people's minds, you know, it's, you know, pirate songs or something, you know, just like, a, you Rocket know, like, Murphy and yeah. And this was music that was, I mean, fiery, but also smart, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in with Karen Casey's uh, song choices had a very uh, strong political viewpoint, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. not beating you over the head with it, but it was there. And but that was that, that was originally the the idea behind Irish folk songs to begin with. Right. I mean, sometimes sometimes you can get away with singing stuff you couldn't say. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's because when you're singing a song, people kind of get a little um, mesmerized by the beauty of the of the melody, and they 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 you know they don't think to argue the finer points, and they just take yeah, yeah. in the the poetic truth without uh, without uh, debating walls. Well. Like, well, how much should we give the homeless? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, and, and and by by the way, you you make some astounding and beautiful statements in the pile. We're gonna we're gonna talk uh, about that at the end. Uh, of this in 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 some detail i've got i've got some observations on that song but you know that that this is a richer album than anything that solace has done to date not to diminish their work they they stick to the traditional uh boron and and uh, and instrumentation um and and a lot of the, the same melodic and and rhythmic structures that are more traditional to to Celtic music or Irish music, but the basis of their of their percussion is is, is very uh, is very trimmed down and very very traditional. You round that out with and deepen it with drums and cymbals and and in, in a number of places these really tough bass lines. So one of my other early Celtic music inspirations was Eileen Ivers, who who mm-hmm. uh, with uh, who played with uh, two of the founding members of Solace before she did uh, Riverdance and then went solo. Um, I think I have the sequence of events. Um, so John Doyle, the guitarist for uh, for Solace, and Seamus Egan played with her in a band with a with a percussionist whose name I'll have to blurt out later uh, <laughs> as no a non sequitur <laughs> and uh, called Chanting House. She went on to do this album, and we just wholesale took one of her sets. I mean, not the arrangement, um, 
uh, but it it had it was sort of a reunion. But they added Bakiti Kamalo from uh, Paul Simon's Graceland band, oh, and Steve yeah. Yeah. who also plays, and uh, just on fire. And but also just like that on that album uh crossing the bridge she did some she did some similar uh world music influence stuff not all of it like connected with with me like some of it like you know um uh, a lot of it you know, like at least the, the the sense of possibility that 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 that, that had mm-hmm. uh was, was inspirational to me but you know also you know real talk getting back to american music and stuff like that you yeah. know i am roughly a quarter irish you know and so and mm-hmm. and I came to the tradition, you know, in my 20s, you know, and began learning it then rather than, you know, when when I was in the single digits, you know, and so my so you come to it, by the way, you come to it really naturally. This this album and and each of the selections flow in in a beautiful way. So with with tautologic, there's there's sort of this hoi dog pondering sergeant peppers at least for the second album sort of sort of quirkiness i'm 48 years old no brass ring age is a number that number sings money talks in fact it sings show me commercial This this album is is streamlined and smooth and flows from from song to song and and within each composition. So with 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 Tautologic, you know, there's a um, I mean that is much more deliberately postmodern, right? So sure. I, with, yeah. with Tautologic, it's uh, I, I'm doing what I call programmatic eclecticism. Um, so the the music and and the lyrics are in dialogue with one another, so that um, you know Frank Zappa comes to mind, right? Because there's yeah. kind of, there's a running commentary between. Of course, I I don't get as scatological, and it's somebody in in uh, in in. Uh, that I knew in college, used uh, who was taking the piss, used to re- refer to us as <laughs> logic. But uh, uh, I don't get into the scat uh, the scatology. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, if there was enough demand for an after hours sort of album, you know, <laughs> I'm not above it. But <laughs> uh-huh. uh, our black label album or whatever. But you know, so anyway, they, they, there's a, there's sort of a thematic and uh, musical you know uh, um, dialogue going on because yeah. uh, you know. Uh, I'm interested, you know, in 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 people as a as a as a lyricist and songwriter. I mean, mm-hmm. can't not be right. And you know, people listen to music, and so sometimes the music is kind of 
it's it's the place where the characters live in a song you know yeah, yeah. Uh, and so style and but sometimes it's intention that uh one thing is held against another you know so mm -hmm. that you're you're like wait what why is this being sung over this uh you know this style of music and so and some of that that notion that um, you know, of opposition. I mean, you know, some of it comes from my um, visual art background, talking about cross complementary colors. And yeah. some of it also is comes from uh, my theater background, where we learned about Bertolt Brecht, and yeah. the alienation effect, you know, the sitting back and smoking and thinking about what's going on rather yeah. than getting wholesale sucked into it and swept along for the emotional ride. Uh -huh. I, I would say that in terms of like uh, sort of theoretical intention and stuff like that, this album is more conspicuously earnest. In, in some ways, like it, with Tautologic, the commentary track is never not on on the DVD. Uh, with Logical Flaw, uh, I, I turn it off and I, you know, I kind of yeah. want to let people uh, f uh, go along with it. Um, and so was conscious of, of, of doing things uh, hmm, uh, that were, were, Pushed a little bit, but only pushed in ways that sort of uh, that yeah. pushed in ways that made musical sense um, without without ha uh, having to, to for people to puzzle it out for mm -hmm. too long. Um, even even within even within the genre, you could have gone any number of directions. You know that you there's the Irish jig, uh, mm -hmm. there's Irish folk, Irish rebel, Celtic pub music, and and there's no shortage of interpretations. I'm I'm thinking of. Kate Bush and, and her jig of life off of Hounds of Love. Hello, lady. I know your face well. I know it well. She says, na 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 sitting in your mirror now. Is the place where the crystals meet when you look into the future? Never, never say goodbye. Logging Molly, Dropkick Murphy's, Waterboys, Mean Mary James, as, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, you could have gone any number of, of directions. Solace uh, with with their their more traditional sound. So you took it right up the middle. Right. It's in a way, it's kind of a sampler platter, right? Uh, in some ways, right? Because uh, I wanted to make sure that we. We didn't manage to cover all of the tune types. There's no Strathspey on there. Sorry for my Scottish friends. Um, and, um, you know, uh, uh, nor is there a polka uh, and uh, no slides. So we missed we missed a couple dance steps, a couple dance steps. So there's there's some work to do for the sequel. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to, you know, we wanted to have a balanced program in terms of um, in terms of keys and in terms of tempos and uh, in terms of dance styles. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as the songs go, 
there are four songs uh, for for the listeners who who aren't already familiar with the record. And which um, so there's seven there's seventeen tracks and 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 four of them are songs. The rest of them are instrumentals, mm-hmm. and the songs are all uh, originals. Um, and so in some ways that was a business decision because mm-hmm. I wanted to. Uh, uh, to, I wanted to have intellectual property on the record. Uh, yeah, but 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 brother, it it, it works. So uh, and I'll leave you here. Called home, this ballad that begins as, as sort of a, a shatish or or a hymnal uh, that has has a great environmental side wrapped in traditionalism, and and I would say maybe maybe there's an addendum here to the pile. And, and you end with this image of home fires burning. There are so many levels to this song. Uh, am I reading too much into it? I, I hadn't thought of it as being connected to the pile, but um, you know, as with any song, people are welcome to. After that's out of the songwriter's hands, people do you know yeah. with, with it what they will. The, the the quick version is uh, the quick version the quick take is uh, mm-hmm. quick takes are um, number one it's for my dad H William Sellers and so he uh, was a conservationist he uh, conserved some twenty ish uh, thousand acres of of land and he ran the uh, the Brandywine Conservancy in in uh, Chadsford Pennsylvania for about a quarter century also oh. has helped to establish dozens of of conservation organizations throughout the United States and influenced, uh, I mean, really helped to shape the, the conservation uh, movement mm-hmm. you know, in the United States, you know, during his time, taught another generation of, of conservationists. Um, so, and that's the, the reason for the, the uh, really the kind of the, the, the farming uh, metaphor. Well, I mean, real talk, there's two kinds of people that have, that have lots of land to, con- to conserve, uh, rich people and farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. rich people are planning their, you know, planning their estates and trying to minimize tax uh, taxes to their heirs. And well, farmers are too. The, the temptation, of course, with, when you have uh, a large parcel of land to pass on to your heirs is mm-hmm. to just carve it up and build McMansions on it, you know, and, yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. I, I realize people need somewhere to live. I, I you know, I think that, uh, and we can get into discussions of density and, and stuff we can't like that. Have, we can't have enough Applebee's. Right. Oh God. <laughs> well, you know, of course that it's funny because that that sector I think has been imploding over the last couple of years. But um, we want to preserve these natural lands, you know, so that our watersheds are are protected, so that we yep. have clean drinking water, um, so that people have nice places to walk, so that species have places to live, so that you don't have, so that you have uh, somewhere for the deer to live and jump around instead of your backyard eating your garden. Uh, so he conserved. Uh, a lot of land and um, relating it to the back to music and the tradition um, you know it's a given that at least every other gig I'm going to get a request for oh Danny boy I'm going to say something that is going to maybe make some people sad but um, a lot of Irish musicians I know don't like to play it it's kind of it's it's kind of like brown eyed girl or don't stop believing or or something like that where it's like yeah, it's like enough already. Like, you know, uh, 
And all of those songs are wonderful. When it when something starts to feel like an obligation or predictable, then it doesn't yeah. feel wonderful. Yeah. For the people who, who 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 live it day in and day out. Plus, again, as I was saying earlier, you know, the artist's job is to try to drag the audience, you know, hopefully not kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. into hearing new music. And so we come with a we come with a bit of our own agenda too. And Logical Flaw is not a cover band. Uh, I mean, it is in a way, right? Because we're playing some traditional music, but we also have some originals. And, and but you know, but we are, um, but we're coming at it with it's. It's not like it's not. We're not a vending machine, right? You know, it's not yeah, just yeah. you know, uh, you know, put your quarter in and, and press this, and out comes you know, uh, out comes the you know the the thing you 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 already know and expect. Uh, it's it's uh, it's going to it's it's going to please you if you you know. Uh, uh, um, and, and, and satisfy all of the same, uh, scratch all the same musical itches, it's just, uh, it won't be, it's going to be um, uh, a little different. When the harvest moon has shone But now the fields are dark And it's time to come back home The soil you've tilled is rich The streams run clear vacation i mean i guess there are some people that will go on vacation and just go to a different mall um and uh but or a different applebee's Uh, otherwise branson would have no reason to exist right but you know for for me i i always whenever i go somewhere different i want for it to be different uh and that's and that's what i'm you know that's really what i what we're what we're aiming at so anyway the um so getting back to called home so Mm-hmm. My uh, so my my father was predeceased by his father, mother, and then sister, and so that's the sequence uh, that's in the in the song, um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, you th- um, the tagline at the end, you know, it's 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 an awareness, you know, that eventually my time will come to. Oh, Billy, I hear your sister calling you And it's time you should be going From inside the house I can see a candle glowing Rest easy, Billy, dear, it's your time to come home Listen for your voice when it's my time to come home. It's a, it's a it's a truly beautiful song, um, and and I, I just found so many so many levels in it, and and you, uh, Rick Barnes from Rathtrax was yeah. the the engineer. Yes, Rick is awesome. Yeah, Rick is Rick is unbelievable and and wholly underrated. He's an he's he's an essential part of this of this album because it it is it is engineered so cleanly 
and and so wonderfully. I, I, I'd love you to, to talk a little bit about Rick's contribution to to the album. I've worked with Rick on and off um, since oh, 2003, I want to say. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, and I first worked with him. Uh, he engineered an album that I was producing for an artist, um, uh, Michael Carlos. And that was a, that was a really fun project. Uh, I, I don't do as much producing other artists lately. Um, that's, Mostly, I've been focused on just kind of getting my own stuff out. Sure, I, you know, sure. I have a pipeline here. But that process, so on that record, <laughs> uh, I was able to get. Uh, I got uh, two of two uh, of members of Tautologic on it, uh, plus Grant Ty, uh, who was then in Robbie Folks's band on guitar. Okay. Uh, amazing guitar player uh rob cookman who now like tours with broadway you know as uh acts as a musical director but he was in this band called knee deep shag out of kalamazoo michigan that mm -hmm. i just thought was mm -hmm. awesome that um but the the main thing that i kind of am dialing into there was that um Rax tracks has this great live room and great you know uh great instruments there great gear and uh and we cut the basic tracks uh for most many of the songs on on that michael carlos release live in 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 this studio and you know up to that point i've been working in in less expensive studios and sometimes producing my own stuff at home in those cases i was doing it in a very sort of layered way you know lay the drums down to the click track and then put the bass down everything apart and you know under the microscope and hyper accurate right yeah but there was an aha moment you know uh from from uh everybody from getting most of the track <laughs> down live which I, it sounds really dumb but you have to remember you know how old i am and when i grew up and how records have been made and still are being made you know i mean even now i mean you know a lot of it's you know with the prevalence of electronic electronica in in production techniques and in the hip-hop mm -hmm. generation and stuff mm -hmm. like that everything's pretty laptopy and dweeby you know and i mean listen i like dweeby laptop stuff too it's fun for its own reasons you know mm -hmm. um but if you're presenting a live band, if you if you can present a live band, that's alchemical. Uh, you know, if, if all the players are well rehearsed and firing on all cylinders and you got all the tones dialed in, I yeah. mean, you can make records. There's just something that happens. All of the digital and I'm air quoting here for the listeners at home. Uh, so <laughs> all the digital perfection uh, that we're hearing these days is really just kind of a piss poor substitute for people nailing it, like getting it like 90 percent there and just having a whole lot of heart.
maybe the tempo swims a little bit, but it all swims together, and it or it lurches, or it or it pushes, but it all pushes, you know, in together. And yeah. at least up until maybe I don't know, 1980 or something, a lot of that stuff, you know, they may have recorded to a click, but they may not have. And you know, because they were looking at it like you know, like a in a in a way, and this will sound pretentious to some people, like a symphony. But really, what they're talking about is is having a sense of creative tempo. You know, well, I mean, there's there's always there's always something in the energy of the room, in the energy that that transfers between the musicians when they're playing live. Right, right, and you know, all the like I said, perfection, the quote unquote perfection, is just kind of a substitute for that, and I think it kind of makes yeah. us neurotic. You know, I I like for things to be. I mean, it's funny we want perfect, right? You know, because we want to hold ourselves to a high standard, but ultimately that that perfection can't come at the cost of expression. Um, and, yeah. and if you have, a kick -ass, yeah. Energy. And if you have a kick-ass live band, you don't bury it or, 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 or cripple it by not recording it live. That's a great point. Uh, so after that, you know, that, that sort of flash, you know, I resolved that my band projects were going to be well rehearsed and go into the studio and to the maximum extent practical, uh, you know, cause there's some, some cases where it just, for either engineering reasons or just because the parts are really hard. Uh, you do have to <laughs> layer things a little bit that we would cut things live. Vast majority of this of this record was was uh, was was done uh, with the, the, the uh, either five or six of us pl playing simultaneously. I layered some of my own parts because I'm also playing keyboards and stuff like that. And we had yeah. some yeah. dubs and we had um, some other you know some uh, you know vocals and other stuff was 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 overdubbed. But the basic tracks um, were were cut live. And so you know in that capacity, in addition to the great sounding gear and room and and it's, um, you know, bands are, you know, unless you're, work, you know, on a label or something like that, you know, yeah, like yeah, bands yeah. are self-producing, you know. And so mm -hmm. you need somebody, you need like an objective set of ears to, you know, to tell you like, you know, have, have we hit it? Do you think we've hit it yet? Or yeah, is, this yeah. not, is the last take worse than the take before it, you know? <laughs> yeah, boy, 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 what an ear. So the album opens with this traditional style jig, Lark in the Morning, yes. uh, which crescendos with the cymbal and an open hi-hat uh, that evokes this. You know, I, I, I had this urge to beat my my arms to the drums uh, and, and this head-bobbing exuberance.
So that one was definitely one of the live, uh, one of the uh, many live ones. Um, and so, so that set has Lark in the Morning, followed by Gold Ring, followed by The Slammer. Yep. I wanted the, to. The energy for that song is there, man. Yes. And so with, I wanted to start the recording out uh, fairly traditionally, right? Yeah, Again, yeah, leading yeah. the audience in. And I knew the uh, largest part of the audience was going to be uh, fans of, of traditional of traditional music, right? I wanted mm -hmm. to invite them in. So, mm -hmm. so we started, you know, with a uh, with a uh, a favorite from Sessions, and so then Gold Ring is also traditional. Although what we did, or what I did with it, to be, <laughs> to be frank, uh, is I, I first of all I reharmonized it. So uh, in its it is uh, more uh, in in the sort of traditional reading, it's more in what they call D mixolydian mode. Uh, I reharmonized so it's more closer to a, a Aeolian. All right, that okay, music nerds. But then what I did is. Um, it, and so I kind of did some different things with the chords to make a long story short. Then I added um, a more conspicuous flute counterpoint. And I kind of actually turned the, the traditional tune in, in Gold Ring as being carried by the uh, by the fiddle and the banjo. Mm -hmm. um, the flute is a part that I that I so the, the, the flutes and the, and the pipe uh, and the pipes drive drive the key. Right. Well, or, or do they do they just offer uh through through their their limited sets of notes uh the uh that essential counterpoint so it okay so it it, it depends on the situation but um okay, it, so okay. in this particular case um so dana uh who plays flute on the record um and i sh i should shout out the, the 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 band in a minute um uh I'll try to cover everybody here uh, i've got a list here uh just uh just in case so we can we can do that uh, yeah, very, we'll, very we'll, we'll cover yeah. that later. Yeah. Okay, so um, so anyway, so I have, uh, so Dana um, switch hits between traditional uh, Irish flute uh, and whistles and, and, and piccolo and, and, and silver flute, the one that's used in classical orchestras, yeah. uh, both in its sort of, you know, usual concert flute, but also some bass flute and some other, uh, some other things. So she, okay. she's bringing a complement of different, of different winds to it. So it, it really depends on the situation. Now, silver flute is uh, one of those things that opinion is divided in, in, in traditional and in traditional music. Uh, some people think it do doesn't belong at all. Um, other people say they point, point to Joni Madden from uh, Cherish the Ladies and say, well, she's as traditional as it gets. And, you know, and she plays silver flute. I tend to obviously be in the latter camp. But again, um, you get you guys, you guys sort of uh, walk the line between uh, between traditional and not quite traditional. Exactly. And so I'm also, yeah. And so for the, to the extent that I'm doing sort of fusion and uh, fusion uh, kind of stuff or progressive stuff, yeah, um, yeah. I, I need some, I need some flexibility about key changes and, and, and uh, being able to, yeah, with flute and, and, and pipes in particular, as you, you do have kind of your, your key options are, uh, can be a bit circumscribed. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you don't, you, you certainly don't have all, 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 you know, all 24 major and minors. It would be a, a, a bit over the top if we were to play, a, a, you know, reels in D flat, unless, well, <laughs> although, uh, well, we'll, we don't need to get in the weeds there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yes. So anyway, the, the point is, is that yes, the, you do have some of your options already decided for you, which uh, limits are great for creative people, because it's just like what, because it makes uh, creativity is, 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 
both inspiration, but it's also decision and, and hard work, but it's also um, decision making, right? Mm-hmm. So having a few decisions. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, so with Gold Ring, I, I, I kind of looked at that, you know, as the middle of three, as sort of the, 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 the drop down and quiet rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. And that I wanted to progressively build tension in the, in the tune so that it would all crest uh, at the slammer, which is one of my originals. The slammer is one of the uh, uh, one of the various names that's given to uh, uh, a, a mixed drink that uses Guinness, uh, Jameson, uh, and Bailey's. Um, uh, some uh, the other name for it is rather uh, considered politically incorrect for people who actually had to deal with the troubles. Um, <laughs> so I d- decided not to use that name. Uh, so <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to build to, uh, build to that. Uh, so I think a lot when constructing sets uh, about um, arc, right? That there's a that there's a, not necessarily a literal a literal story, um, um, you know, but that there uh, that there is a movement between keys and and, mm-hmm. and sometimes tempo and and sometimes dance styles, um, and 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 dynamics, you know. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking to hit uh, certain you know peaks and valleys, and so. Um, so the the choices that 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 we make in terms uh, that I or we make in terms of uh, instrumentation and and the arrangements are based on 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 that. Uh, so I, I think it's a good place here to introduce the band. So uh, you, uh, Ethan Sellers, are uh, guitar, keyboards, and vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Joras, you who you mentioned, flute, pipes, and vocals. Emily Albright, uh, who came over from Tautologic fiddle and vocals, Joe Kilroy, uh, tenor banjo and mandolin, Nathan Britch, who also came over from Tautologic on the bass is, uh, is astounding, man. Uh, and, uh, as well as Patrick uh, Busby, who also came over from Tautologic, who, uh, who's, uh, exemplary on the drums and, uh, and Boron. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about, before we get into the, into the vocal songs, I wanted to continue with with one more song that I, I was just bowled over by for my lasses.
has this it has this great opening darkness and then it opens up and brightens through through noisy curfew and gravel walk with these great cymbal crashes. Uh, Nathan Brish takes us on an incredible ride uh, with that that bass line. It's not a song for the faint of heart, but Nathan sort of hits those low lows and and those those really rich highs. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so. Uh, now, remember when I was talking about Eileen Ivers being an inspiration. So this was actually, um, this uh, set of tunes is actually the lead-off track on her Crossing the Bridge album. Now, okay. they do, if you listen to that, they do some, they do some pretty out-there stuff, which is, which is pretty, uh, which is amazing. Um, uh-huh. uh, and was an inspiration to me. We actually kept it a little bit more concise. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, it's a great set of tunes and yeah, so yeah. um emily and i just did a duo gig down in kankakee and oh, oh okay. my gosh it was so much fun to play that song uh yeah. you know it was a, a fundraiser for a catholic school down there in terms of what we were doing with that again we were we were looking to build it's funny because it's it starts out fast and without actually getting faster seems to get faster right that's the <laughs> uh and it's more just that we were kind of leaning more and more on the front end of the beat you know yeah uh, yeah. uh lashes and then you know and, and we're kind of bringing in more and more of the um uh of the electric and 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 uh, uh you know and percussive energy yeah. Yeah. Uh, with it because you know it starts out with just an acoustic guitar vamp and then we get the melody instruments in with the baron and and then the bass comes in right. uh, and then with noisy curlew then we start to you know get the we get the kick drum and 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 then we get yeah we get the bass solo Flute is kind of dancing around um, the, the the fiddle and the banjo uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, again. That that's a, a strategy we we use a, a fair uh, a fair bit on this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, uh, I mean, why not have a bass solo in? It, it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the traditionalist would say because, but and, and then this would be a long rant. Uh, but um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna break with tradition, go hard, right? Anyway, so Nathan, yes, he gets to take a great bass solo on um, there, um, and you know, bringing that out with the, with the texture as dense it is as it is, um, you know, it really speaks to the mix that Rick did. And then like with um, 
gravel walk yeah it does feel like it kind of kicks into like another gear to me it, it's almost like it it, it almost it's it, it, it started out it started out um with drive it almost seems to get a little bit mean for a second but then it opens again opens up that shift to major you know that minor yeah. to major yes yeah. that happens yeah. uh with the uh with the last section in the tune uh which uh shifts from a minor to c major mm-hmm. uh in the end, the whole the, the whole thing is just, um, you know, we spend a lot of time figuring out how to do it best. And then it's just like, get the take, you know, mm-hmm. get the take that, uh, that that we, you know, that we're all proud of, you know. And uh, that was another live in the studio one. Like with all with um, with the vast majority of the traditional ones, we just cut them live in the studio. So wow. Um, wow. there was a click. Uh, so the tempo is actually pretty, uh, pretty steady. Um, there's a, a little bit of swim, but you know, it's more creative swim. Didn't want to do any, um, I didn't want to do edits because I, I think that, um, it comes off as this wonderfully produced, uh, album, uh, that, that song, if, if there, if there is, is anything, um, off, uh, off even a little bit, it, it's, it's impossible it's impossible to hear it, it, it it's just a, a great a great song uh you reprise glasgow smile right uh, off the of the first tautologic uh record this one feels more natural yeah well i improved it <laughs> uh-huh. um so um I, you know um i mean o- often often we you know we we see artists that 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 produce produce a song and then they they think you know I, that that's maybe not the that's not the spirit of the song that was you know that was intended right i i think there's a couple of ways that that those things can go off the rails right sometimes we don't even understand our own music until mm-hmm, we get a, mm-hmm. get, a, get a little bit of distance from it right so that i think that's one factor um sometimes we're just better but but the the lyrics sort of they they tell a story Yes, and there's a payoff at the end, almost, yes. almost a almost a laughable payoff at the end, and I so I think, I think the music that's under this version is more conducive to that payoff. Irish embassy. Alex Morrill swore one day he'd get himself to a citizen He packed his bags to travel light and booked himself on budget air. He stayed awake the night before and fell asleep once in the air. Up several miles after the Ornite Passage was to land Found himself at a customs desk Without a passport in his hand A red-faced man breathed on his neck Said, where are you? It hits more of the uh, more of the traditional, uh, you know, uh, traditional feelings, I think, in terms um, uh, I mean, to, to, to put a real uh, fine point on it My vocal melody's better It was, the original version was kind of almost like a tuned rap there's a lot of words. And so, you know, in some ways that was, um, 
you know, that was appropriate because it allowed me to get all the words out. But I got to be a better singer and I could figure out how to do a melody, uh, a real melody that would be worth playing on an instrument and still get the words out. So, you know, my my standard as a as a songwriter nowadays uh, in in I would say, you know, everything from the uh, Tautologics Recycle album onwards reflects this. Mm -hmm. Uh, My standard for vocal melodies is that um, it's got to be worth listening to the Muzak version of mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh where if you went into the grocery store and you heard and you heard like you know well of course they don't grocery stores just play the the album versions of things now but okay yeah, yeah. if you yeah. went if you went 30 years back in time and and, mm-hmm. and and took the song with you and there was a Muzak version i'll be, busy, it, I'll be there over the weekend yeah right <laughs> 30 years ago <laughs> Um, and you know, and the flute or the saxophone or whatever was playing was playing the vocal melody. Would you still like it, you know, or or would it sound dumb, you know, you know? Because honestly, you know, some melodies, um, some, some uh, well, you know, Frank Zappa. It's got a great up tempo toe tapping sound. Yeah. So yeah. So I improved. I improved the vocal melody. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was kind of thing number one. It was more live than constructed because. Uh, okay. The first Tautologic album, again, working with uh, uh, <laughs> the first Tautologic album was uh, the basic tracks were recorded in the basement of 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 Pierce, uh, which is a dormitory which no longer exists on the University of Chicago campus. Uh, you know, we had to find ways to EQ out the hum of the refrigerator condenser from the cafeteria <laughs> stairs. I'm telling on my uh, on ourselves, but. <laughs> Good luck hearing it on the record. We we worked real hard on that. Probably harder on that than we should have. We you know uh, hindsight and all that. So anyway, the so um, uh, and it was recorded live. You know, yeah, and so yeah, yeah uh, and so again, it has it has the the energy and the arc uh, built into it. I, you know, if I had any regrets from from this album, it was uh, it was that we did not capture an acoustic version as well because we did the acoustic mixes uh tandem release with with logical flaw right, uh, right. and you know that was 10 out of the 17 tracks um the acoustic mixes was sort of a late uh like a 10th hour decision 10th or 11th hour decision um where i realized that i could mute the drums on and rep, uh on, on a lot of the tracks and uh-huh. replace with ron and 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 have a separate mix for the people who prefer the more acoustic irish uh sound but still again as a gateway to what we're doing with the with the uh 17 track album another song that that bridges the gap between between modern american folk and and traditional irish music irish pub music mm-hmm. uh is the ballad of saint james Yes. Which which has which has these these bright moments and these melancholic moments and these great observations. The bartender is getting his master's degree and 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 the guy who died spending his life flipping burgers and fries. That that song is simply inspired. And, and uh, you know, for somebody who grew up on Cheers, uh, <laughs> that, that, that that feels like. Uh, an updated version of, uh, of everybody knows your name, right? That or the piano man, right? Uh, yeah. Where, where did that? Where so? Where did that? Because it feels like a real place. Well, or, or an amalgamation of a real place. So it is a real place. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So it's about uh, Jimmy's Woodlawn Tap, which okay. is at the corner of Fifty uh, Fifth and Woodlawn in okay. Hyde. And so it's near the University of Chicago, which is in the Hyde Park neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
who aren't Chicagoans who are listening. Hyde Park is, you know, a a, a racially diverse uh, neighborhood in in uh, in Chicago on the south side, mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by considerably less diverse, uh, mostly black areas, pretty much on all sides. Yeah. And sometimes there's tensions between between the university and the surrounding community because, I mean, there's there's race and there's class sure. and um, sure. a lot all that stuff. Jimmy's is a place where the students and the faculty and staff rub and bend elbows uh, with uh, working class folk and, 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 and other people who aren't affiliated with the university who live in the area. So it's, it's one of those third places where the Nobel people... prize guy and the plumber and exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's, that's sort of the general, that's the general scene. Jimmy was the, uh, the original owner. Jimmy's is located close to, not quite right across the street, but not far from it, um, from St. Thomas the Apostle, which okay. is a Catholic, uh, Catholic uh, church and school. And this detail will become important in a minute. Separated by a parking lot, a pretty large parking lot. So the, the, the zoning requires that, that bars be a certain distance uh, from, from schools. From schools, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that zoning came into effect after Jimmy's had already been in operation, so it was grandfathered. Mm-hmm. Jimmy died. So come all ye sinners on down to St. James. He'll pour absolution and dull all your pains. With a full glass in hand and a room full of friends. Packed wall to wall until the last call brings this night's service to end. The bar keeps at work on his masters. On my right might be this year's Nobel. Who talks to a plumber on a hot night in summer? At Jimmy's you never can tell. Some folks could not understand her. They're hung up on style and decor. The selection of beer and stylish veneer. To me, the people mean more. So come all ye sinners. Jimmy's errors were not interested in taking the bar on, so the so the bar would have to go through a, a, a relicensing process for uh, for the new owners. At that point in time, one of the one of the owners of a condo nearby decided that this was an opportunity for him to reduce the noise wow. near him, and was quite adamant in pushing this point about the, about the zoning. And so it wasn't entirely certain for for a while that uh, um that the new owners would be able to operate fortunately the uh the the priest the head priest over at saint thomas uh uh the apostle you know uh because they were looking for community input right and and of course the question was whether the parking lot counted you know at the 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 boundary of the parking lot counted or the boundary to the front door of the school counted as the distance right because you know if 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 it was to the front door of the school then they were home free if it was to the parking lot then then they they were were out and so the priest came in and you know and 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 let me back up and say that the teachers at the school used to refer to uh going to jimmy's after work as having liquid vespers at saint james there you Uh, go so come all ye sinners on down to saint james he'll pour a solution and dull all your pains with a full glass in hand and a room full of friends packed wall to wall 
until the last call brings this night's service to end. Old Jimmy bought her as a young man and gave her his life and his heart. Flipping burgers and fries till the day that he died and the city tried to tear her apart. They tried to take away our tavern a place where the people all meet Where the black and the white converse and don't fight I wish the whole world was so sweet So come on, ye sinners Hence the name, Out of Ballad of St. James uh, So the, 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 the priest, ultimately, he, he enthusiastically put his thumb down on the side of the bar nice. Because of value to the community Yeah. Uh, well, you could have, you, so you could have written the obligatory uh, Irish pub drinking song, but you took it, you took it to to that Ethan Sellers level where where you build a richer story about the place. I mean, it's it's a third place. It's it's it's, it's about it's about community, right? Yeah, yeah. And and as it is as it is in Ireland, you know that 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 the Irish pubs are are gathering places. I mean, some of them are in 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 small enough towns that they're also the general store and the post yeah. office. In our high, you know, highly um, divided political moment, need third places where people of different backgrounds congregate and speak to one another. Indeed, yeah, and and encounter each other in a way where we realize that we're we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So you, so then you carry, you carry that same, that same storytelling sensitivity over to the pile, which yeah. in my opinion should be an American classic. It's pure folk. You could have simply written a piece about the, the, the towers in New York on 9-11. A clear and sunny morning went dark forevermore When first we heard the impact and then we felt the horror They ran into towers, they didn't hesitate Without a thought for themselves, they bravely met their fate. They acted with courage, they gave their lives. They left behind mothers, daughters, wives. They were our brothers, our friends, our sons. They uh, yeah, so I mean, like everybody, well, maybe not everybody. I was traumatized by 9/11. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And like a lot of fellow songwriters, I wrote a song. I wrote this song right after the original draft. Uh-huh. I, I hope no no versions of the original draft are out there still. You know, uh, <laughs> because I, uh, you know, I I'm doing the fish hook thing. I got uh, pulled along emotionally, like a lot of people. To, to, to work through the progression of the song, I mean, it starts with the first responder's response. Yeah. And uh, uh, 
their nobility and sacrifice. Um, and what we saw, that's good about the country. Yeah. And, and then, um, you know, and then as we all know. It got changed. It, it, it got, got changed. It, 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 was, it was perverted. And then we did things that we, we, we should not be proud of yeah. as, as a result. And, and this is not to denigrate our armed forces because they, they, they're, you know, I mean, they absolutely, they work for us and the chain of command, you know, tells them what to do. And, mm -hmm. um, we, they and, know where the politics points them. Um, I say at the, I say on the, on the band camp thing, a you know, sort of little inscription that revenge is not foreign policy. You know, I don't know about just wars and stuff. That's a, that's a long, long discussion. But I know this one, neither, neither of our occupations were particularly well thought out. You know, we broke it and walked away, you know, in, in the case of Iraq, you know, and, and yeah. Afghanistan, you know. I mean, you know, I remember. You yeah. say that in the song, but with, with such beautiful sensitivity. My son was born not long before uh, the 10th anniversary of 9-11. Uh -huh. You know, I'm holding him and thinking about it. Uh, yeah. And that was, you know, that was kind of when I started. Um, I'd shelved the song out of embarrassment years before because of because of my original take on it, because I got swept along with everybody else. You know, mm -hmm. I got I, I was bloodthirsty. I was, you know, and, you know, I, I kind of wanted revenge, too. How dare they? I didn't, I still don't subscribe to the notion that we deserved it. Yeah. That, that I absolutely don't condone that. Uh, uh, some, some reflection, uh, certainly, uh, is, is, is owed on, 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 on what's absolutely. going on. At least, at the very least, like, think before you murder people, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, always, always a good plan of action. I watched, and I don't know if this is still online, and it, this is kind of ghoulish, but uh, I watched the execution of, of Saddam Hussein. It was available online for a yeah, while. Yeah. It did not feel good. I thought it, I thought it might be no. satisfying. No. It did not feel good. I saw, I saw a human being in sheer animal terror. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I'm not a, I'm really, it's funny because I, I get emotional, but I don't think of myself as a bleeding heart. He was a bad man. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and if anybody deserved it, he did. Um, but it didn't feel good. Realizing that Osama was across the border in Pakistan probably most of the time. I mean, what a waste. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> you know, it, it, it brings to mind these these legends uh, that we need to build together so that we don't make those same mistakes or or tarnish our own soul and reputation, right? How do you battle monsters without becoming a monster yourself, right? Indeed, indeed, yeah, you say that in the sun. We learn something, I don't know, it seems like, it seems like we learn things and then we forget them and then we learn them again.
played that song a lot? Not a lot. Kind of a, it, it's, uh, so, you know, because we tend to get hired to be an Irish band. And so it's, it, 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 uh, it requires a cat, it requires a captive audience, uh, a captive and, and sure. an audience that's, a, that's along for the ride, you know? Yeah. There are plenty of protest songs uh, in in that that people the wedding bands play. I mean, you know, I also play in a funk and soul band, and we cover what's going on, and and and, and you know, and, yeah, yeah. and 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 it's like woo, you know. But it, like that's because people are responding to it as a classic and something and something familiar rather than yeah. Uh, one of the tough things about uh, about playing a mix of traditional and original music is that, again, you're you're, you're pushing the audience, but you have to know like how far to push, and you have to sure. Uh, and and how long, right? Sometimes mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you would do a song like that. It's like okay, we need to like uh, let that settle, let them think about it just long enough, and then we've got to kick in, we got to tack the hard the opposite direction so yeah. that they don't walk out of the room. It's uh, and this is the commerce aspect of it, you know. So getting it out on on, on recording so that it's out there and and people can come to it, uh, and people can come to it when they're in a place to listen and think about it yeah. and to take it in, and then they can look forward to it. It's, it's a beautiful, heartfelt, powerful song, and uh, I, I, I think you should be extremely, extremely proud of it. Any, any more uh, tautologic albums, or is this your focus now? There, there are tautologic albums. Um, so uh, we have an EP uh, in the can. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's mastered. Um, I haven't done artwork, and I haven't. Um, I haven't uh, started assembling the promotional plan as uh, yet. I uh, another plans for another album, which I that that um, pre-production cycle will 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 probably coincide with the ramp up towards the uh, the EP release. Chris Green on that album? Oh, he on will the be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he'll. Be uh, I I think I think he uh, he secretly thrills and enjoys the the tautologic uh project i hope so we enjoy we we don't secretly and we very publicly enjoy <laughs> the hell out of him so <laughs> <laughs> it's a great uh group of group of folks and and um yeah. i i look forward to to when when we get uh back in gear and you know i should mention jay montana who plays guitar um with tautologic also guests yeah. on the on the logical flaw record we also had Nick Fotinos, who's played on some Tautologic tracks in the past on the Recycle record, uh, plays cello. Uh, Chuck Bontrager, who's a longtime friend of the band, plus some heavy hitters from from the the uh, the world of Irish music. Um, uh, John Williams, uh, the original uh, accordion player for Sauce. So that wow, brings wow. sort of full circle there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sean Gavin from uh, from Bua. Uh, on on the Illin pipes, could not be happier with the with the um, you know array of array of talent um, that that we that we had on, and everybody played wonderfully. And um, you know, it's funny because you try to drive creativity, but it's it's kind of like water. You you sort of try to direct it, but it goes where it, where it's gonna. You yeah, know, it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you you got to be doing something right because if you're attracting that that type of talent. You're, like you said, you're, you're doing something right. Ethan Taylor Sellers uh, and the band Logical Flaw, spelled Flea, D-H, has uh, created a <laughs> masterpiece with their first self-titled album, uh, and it truly is, man. The website is Logical Flaw, again, spelled Flea, D-H, 
www.thebigcoinmarketingcoach.com. And we'll post that in the notes below, as well as a link to the uh, to the bandcamp.com uh, site. Thank you, man. This, 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 was, this was magical, Thank bro. Thank you. Thank you for doing your research. <laughs> in the era of do the research, you know? <laughs> you uh, you're actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's an interesting thing. But uh, no, you, you guys, you, you guys did all the hard work. It, it, it truly is a masterpiece album. You should be very proud. Thank you very much. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'd like to thank my guest, Ethan Taylor Sellers. Links to Logical Flaw and Tautologic are in the notes below. Now, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and receive notifications for all our future programs. And please feel free to share this podcast with friends and family. For Playtime, I'm W.C. Turk. <laughs>